Welcome to the Decode 6 podcast, where we take your questions about carbon and ecosystem services and match them to the experts with the answers. I'm your host, DJ May. And today we're answering one big question. How does carbon get into the soil? Before we uh, dig in though, let's meet our expert, Dr. Jerry Hatfield. Jerry was formerly a laboratory director and plant physiologist for the United States Department of Agriculture, Agricultural Research Service. Now in retirement, he's staying plenty busy by serving as an agricultural consultant. He is an expert in evaluating the dynamics of the soil plant atmosphere continuum, all with the goal of increasing crop production efficiency, enhancing soil health, and combating climate change. All of that to say, Jerry is the perfect person to answer this big picture question. So Jerry, thank you for being here. Well, thanks, uh, DJ. It's a pleasure to be here because I think you can uh, uh, understand that we have a complex topic and everything. And I think it's a uh, it's a pleasure to begin to explain some of the dynamics to our, our listeners to so they can understand what they can do and what they can't do and, and the opportunities they have. Definitely. Well, we'll jump right in. So how does carbon get into the soil? Yeah, that's that's a question everybody asks. I mean, and, and you know, people magically think that carbon is in the atmosphere. It's in it, you know, in terms of CO2. And, and we talk about CO2 being in excess of 400 parts per million right now. And people magically think that uh, that carbon that's in there just ends up in the soil. But that's not the case. It, it really is a very dynamic process and requires a living plant. <laughs> and and it's, that, it's that simple in terms of the process, but let's think about it from, from the perspective of what that plant does. So here you've got CO2 in the atmosphere, goes into that plant leaf. Uh, through the process of photosynthesis, we take and convert that CO2 plus water in the form of and through the photosynthetic process, create a simple sugar, glucose, and then we transport that glucose all over the plant. Uh, and some of it goes into metabolic process. Some of it goes into obviously growing that plant, but there's a portion of it that goes into the roots. Some of it's exuded out, uh, and it's that gooey stuff that we see along roots and everything. It actually is some form of sugar. But then all of that uh, growth material that goes into roots is carbon as well. So we take that carbon that's in the atmosphere and, and through this whole process of photosynthesis, convert it, move it, and then we leave it in the soil. So that's how carbon really gets into the soil in a very simplistic way. Uh, but it's a very dynamic process. Uh, and it is also a very fascinating process of the fact that the more plants we can put out there to, to keep extracting that CO2, the more carbon we can put into the soil. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the tougher question. Once we have some carbon in the soil, how, how do we keep it there? Well, that yeah, that now that gets to be the more interesting question of all of this is is maintaining that carbon within the soil. So, so now we've we've put it into the soil through this this plant, uh, and then we can say, well, what is that carbon balance? And and we can think about it as a as a checkbook. And I often explain 
uh, carbon increase in the soil is much like your retirement account. <laughs> so we've got a retirement account. We, we keep depositing it into our 401k or any other form we have. Uh, we, we diversify that portfolio to make sure we get maximum returns on it. Uh, and, you know, we, we avoid taking anything out of that. Uh, and that's the piece we'll talk about. And, and the other piece of this is any financial advisor will tell you is don't look at it every day, uh, because you'll get all panicked. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you look at it over time, uh, you know, we do see changes. So, so now we've put it into the soil through that living plant. And so how do we keep it there? Well, we keep it there from the, uh, the primary aspect of, of reducing the intensity of tillage because we know that when we till the soil, uh, we disturb all those soil particles. We, we actually uh, excite uh, the microbial activity. So there's a lot of activity going on. It gets into a high respiration rate. Uh, we blow off a lot of CO2. A lot of CO2 is just kind of trapped uh, in the uh, intercellular or inner cellular pieces of the soil and everything else. So we break those apart and we, we get that puff of CO2 coming out. So one of the first ways to avoid uh, losing a lot of CO2 is, is reduce the intensity of tillage. Uh, the other piece that we can lose carbon is uh, through the whole process of soil erosion. Because if you look at a soil profile, you, you notice it's darker colored near the surface because that's where the organic matter is. And when we erode that off, we erode a lot of that organic matter, uh, you know, to different parts of the field. So we redistribute that as well. So it's basically physical processes that, that take a lot of the carbon back out of the atmosphere or out of the soil back into the atmosphere. Perfect. So you mentioned uh, in your retirement account analogy, <laughs> diversifying your portfolio. What does that look like for a farmer? Yeah, what the, yeah, that, that, uh, you're not the first one to ask that question in terms of how you diversify your portfolio. <laughs> and let's think about a, uh, a, it's a, a simple little process of saying, uh, if you want to continue to improve our, our soil and put more carbon in there, uh, let's just think about it very simplistically and saying, if we're growing a crop that only like corn or soybeans, it's only growing in the Midwest during three months of the year. Part of that diversification is adding a crop like a cover crop that's, you know, growing before that corn plant is uh, planted or the soybean and then afterwards as well. So now we've diversified our portfolio. We can also diversify it uh, through changing crop rotations. Those attributes of soil health where we talk about uh, extending crop rotations or adding cover crops or are the dynamics of diversifying your portfolio. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, do you have any last thoughts or advice for people who are considering how to keep carbon in the soil, how to get it there? I, I think that two things uh, come to mind when we talk about looking at how do we keep carbon in the soil. And I think one of the first ones is to take stock of what you have. <laughs> Go out and determine what your soil organic matter content is and really look across the field. Don't just look at the, the bad parts of the field and say, well, you know, <laughs> my organic matter is 1% because I sampled this really poor part because you might have other parts of the field that are 4 or 5%. Uh, so really take a good stock of what you have and then develop a strategy of saying, 
what am I going to do to improve this? Because you'll see a lot greater return on that investment <laughs> of, of changing that cropping system and reducing tillage on the poor parts of the field than on the really good parts. Um, you know, and so, you know, if you, if you add money to that retirement account and you have $50 in there and you add another 50, you've, you've doubled your money already. But if you, you have a million dollars and you add only 5,000, you know, you don't see much of that, that change in it. So, I mean, look at it from that perspective and then really develop a plan. I think a lot of producers, if you look at this and saying, if I want to change my carbon, what do I have? What's my path to getting there? And then how do I begin to look at these dynamics over time and saying, you know, am I making progress towards my goal and not be afraid to change? I think that this whole dynamic is really in this aspect of what I call adaptive management. Uh, adaptive management is saying, I, I look at where I am. <laughs> I look at now I look where I'm at and, and what tweaks do I have to make to make sure I'm headed towards the goals that I want. Great. I think that wraps it up really nicely. Thank you so much, Jerry. You're welcome. If you have more questions about soil carbon or you want to read up a little bit on the research that's been done, check out the show notes for links. And if you're curious about carbon and ecosystem services, come visit us at decode6.org to learn more.